Lots of channels, nothing to watch, especially if you're searching for the truth. It's time to interrupt your regularly scheduled programs with something actually worth watching. Salem News Channel, straightforward, unfiltered, with in-depth insight and analysis from the greatest collection of conservative minds like Hugh Hewitt, Mike Gallagher, Sebastian Gorka, and more. Find truth. Watch 24-7 on SNC.TV and on Local Now, Channel 525. Sending troops to the southern border to handle the migrant surge as Title 42 draws to an end. It is going to come back as an issue that will defeat Democrats this next election. Republicans allege the Bidens enriched themselves using shell companies in New Mexico. The press corps is now, uh, when it's not in the pocket of the Democratic president, it's asleep. President Biden points the finger at Republicans over dragging their feet over the ongoing debt ceiling stalemate. It's incumbent upon the Senate and the White House to come to the table. This is the Daybreak Insider Podcast, your first look at today's top stories for Thursday, May 11th. I'm Mike Scott. U.S. troops numbering in the hundreds have been deployed to the southern border in order to deal with the expected surge of migrants as Title 42 comes to an end late today. Just got some breaking news here. I've been talking about the potential of the northern and coastal sectors deploying uh, agents down to the southern border. Well, my agents confirm they did get the email asking for volunteers to head down to the southern border from those other sectors. My sources also confirm that all agents in the Rio Grande Valley, and that includes agents in the specialty units, have been pulled from the field in order to help transport and process migrants. This is, we have seen more than 10,000 migrants cross into the U.S. over the last few days. Every day consistently, we have seen that number surpassed. Unprecedented numbers here, and that is one of the reasons why Governor Greg Abbott here in Texas deployed the quick reaction force. About 550 troops, mostly from the Army, are supporting U.S. Customs and Border Protection personnel by monitoring the border, while another 950 troops, largely from the Marines and Army, will arrive by the end of the month. According to reports from immigration officials, migrants are already surging to the border, even before the lifting of the Trump-era policy that allowed U.S. authorities to swiftly expel migrants encountered at the southern border due to COVID-19. Julio Rosas, a writer for townhall.com, describes the ongoing situation as chaotic, noting that the ongoing surge of migrants entering the country is worse than others in recent memory. It's very chaotic. Um, I've been covering the border for a very long time, and um, I've been to El Paso many times, and this is the worst state I have ever seen the city be in. I was here in December during that surge, and uh, the current surge that's happening before Title 42 is worse than what was happening in, in December. Rosa says President Biden's DHS is struggling to get a handle on the mess created by the large number of illegal migrants entering the U.S. at and between the legal ports of entry near El Paso. All this week there's been a lot of people 
sleeping out on the streets. Some of them turned themselves over after they crossed. Uh, there's others who did not turn themselves in after they illegally crossed. And so it's, it's a bit of a mess. And uh, uh, DHS has been trying to figure out how to uh, get a handle on all the people that are coming in right now. Republican Congressman Pete Sessions of Texas says that while some people point the finger at Congress for not fixing a broken immigration system, he believes that, simply put, his Democratic colleagues want the border the way it is. The Republican Party is very clear. We've been this way for almost two years since the president took office. We do not believe that what the president has done is within the correct things to do, nor the legal structure. But you are correct. There have been six million people who've come to this country. The people of New York City, the people of Chicago are begging for relief and help. And the bottom line is the Democratic Party wants this exactly the way it is. So we've pulled lots of our colleagues Our colleagues are supportive of what is happening. The Democratic Party is for this. So I I think it's it's been in court. It's gone to the Supreme Court. We've looked at it. We're waiting for there to be action. And the bottom line is, is that so what if the House passes this? Well, we should. But if we do, it will go nowhere in the United States Senate. So. We disapprove of this, we think it's a mistake, and we are worried about the consequences. Sessions goes on to say that the border situation is so dire that it will be detrimental to Democrats in 2024. 1,000 people in the United States yesterday died of COVID. 1,000 are dying a day of COVID. They are bringing people in, Chris, who have not been vaccinated, They are bringing people in who have been assaulted. They have been sexually abused. They are coming from areas of the world that we are not able to effectively understand. Uh, Not just this, it could be measles, it could be a whole bunch of other things. The Republican Party in total, 100% of us disagree with what this president is doing. It is dangerous, it's a national security issue, and it is going to come back as an issue that will defeat Democrats this next election. Border towns aren't the only cities bracing for a surge in illegal migrants. In New York, Governor Kathy Hochul issued an executive order allowing cities and the state to tap into more resources, while in Chicago, Mayor Lori Lightfoot issued an emergency declaration saying the city's resources are now stretched to the breaking point and existing facilities are full. French International News Agency, Agency France Press, says its Ukraine video coordinator was killed on Tuesday during a rocket attack close to the eastern Ukrainian city of Bakhmut. Daybreak Insider's Charles de la Desma has the very latest from the front lines in Ukraine. The agency says 43-year-old Amin Soldat was with a team of AFP journalists traveling with Ukrainian soldiers when the group 
came under fire with grad rockets. The rest of the AFP team was uninjured. The late afternoon attack took place in the vicinity of Shaziv Yar, a town near Bakhmut. Russian forces have been trying to capture the city for nine months, making Bakhmut the focus of the war's longest battle. The AFP's chairman says Soldan's death is a terrible reminder of the risks and dangers faced by journalists every day covering the conflict in Ukraine. I'm Charles Diladesma. The Republican-led House Oversight Committee, helmed by James Comer of Kentucky, released a memo which alleges that then-Vice President Joe Biden and his family seemed to trade their power, influence, and access for foreign money through a series of shell corporations. Stunning new information in the investigations into President Biden and his son, Hunter. Top Republicans are demanding the FBI hand over internal documents at noon today. A whistleblower claims those documents will show then-Vice President Biden accepted money for policy decisions. And we're waiting to learn whether or not the FBI has indeed met this deadline. Republicans also announcing explosive new information about the Biden family business dealings during a news conference a short time ago. They say information obtained from a subpoena of the Biden family financial documents show that the family received millions of dollars in foreign cash and reveals that Hunter set up over 20 different companies, 15 of them after his father became the vice president. According to documentation provided by House Republicans, over $10 million were deposited into several companies created by the Biden family. Interestingly, some of the payments were allegedly sent through various bank accounts before landing in one or more Biden family members' accounts. Republicans laid out quite a bit of evidence today showing that President Biden's family members and people in their inner circle made millions of dollars from overseas business dealings while he was vice president and then on after that. But Democrats today and the White House countered that they didn't show any signs of a crime and they showed no wrongdoing that directly linked any of it to President Biden himself. This isn't getting as much attention, but Republicans also said today they want to put forward legislation that would make it harder for vice presidents and presidents' families in the future to hide business dealings like this, aiming for more transparency for families that work and live in the White House. The documents come from thousands of subpoenaed banking records, wire transfers, and electronic transactions contained in more than 170 suspicious activity reports that were flagged by banks and sent to the criminal division at the Treasury Department. Congressman Comer says it is his opinion that the Biden administration is lying to Americans. Instead of being with, honest with the American people, President Biden has claimed since the 2020 election that his family has not received money from China. That was a lie in 2020, and he continues to lie to the American people now. The committee is concerned by the complicated, suspicious network of over 20 companies. The bank records show the Biden family, their associates, and their companies received over $10 million from foreign nationals and their companies. Republican Congresswoman Nancy Mace of South Carolina wants the Justice Department to investigate. 
And we see that repeated over and over again. Siphoned off 30 percent or a million dollars to Hunter Biden, James Biden, Hallie Biden, why they why she would need that and an unknown Biden bank account. The Biden family needs to answer for this. And the DOG, DOJ needs to get off its ass and investigate. Michael Goodwin is a columnist for The New York Post, and he joined the Salem Radio Network saying it doesn't surprise him that many in the media are not reporting on the revelations being brought forward by House Republicans. The press corps is now, uh, when it's not in the pocket of the Democratic uh, president, uh, it's asleep. And so you have, uh, as we saw at the recent uh, White House Correspondents' Dinner, uh, the president giving effectively a stump speech, according to many of those, <clears throat> many of those in attendance, to which the White House press corps cheered. Um, so I think we can safely say they are in his pocket. The Post columnist goes on to say that he believes that Democrats are the ones really responsible for the deteriorating norms in the U.S. Now, here's the president of the United States saying my son has done nothing wrong while his own Justice Department is investigating and perhaps prosecuting his son. Isn't that a signal to the Justice Department? Hey, leave my son alone. I mean, they work for him. And, you know, the Wall Street Journal has pointed this out. But what the journal neglected to mention was that in April of last year, the president let it be known that he wanted Donald Trump prosecuted. And lo and behold, Merrick Garland went and prosecuted Donald Trump. Uh, And so did other Democratic prosecutors uh, in New York, for example. Right. So this idea that Donald Trump has destroyed all the norms, you know, let's look at the Democrats. Let's look at the media. Who's really responsible for destroying the norms of American uh, elections and and American just general news coverage of a president? Goodwin points to Joe Biden's low approval numbers that show most Americans are unhappy with his job as president. You know, his his approval ratings are like 36 percent. I mean, the economy, the border, all of these things, along with his age. And so you get a sense that things are not going well. And do you trust that Joe Biden can fix them when he's 86 years old? I mean, that's what you're asking people to decide on. I think it's a fairly easy decision for most people. Critics believe that the actions detailed in the memo put forth by House Republicans may be an impeachable offense, considering that the U.S. Constitution specifically states that a president can be removed for bribery. This comes as the FBI has refused to give Congress a file that Comer requested through a subpoena last week. Instead, the Bureau replied with a six-page letter raising various objections. Republican Congressman George Santos has been charged in a web of fraud, including stealing from his campaign to buy designer clothes. Daybreak Insider's Julie Walker has more from New York on the news surrounding the controversial congressman. 
Santos faces charges of wire fraud, money laundering, theft of public funds, and making false statements to Congress. An indictment states he stole from his campaign and took undeserved unemployment benefits. The Republican House already took away his committee assignments. Majority Leader Steve Scalise. There is a legal process. The charges just came out. We, we just saw some of them this morning. And so in America, there's a presumption of innocence, but they're serious charges. He's going to have to go through the legal process. But Democratic Representative Ted Lieu says the House can do more more if the GOP wants to. The House is not a criminal court of law. The House has its own rules. The House can choose uh, to expel a member. Julie Walker, New York. On Wednesday, President Biden pointed the finger at Republicans due to the continued stalemate over the debt limit at an event in New York. This is a manufactured crisis. There's no question about America's ability to pay its bills. America is the strongest economy in the world, and we should be cutting spending and lowering the deficit without a needless crisis in a responsible way. Biden also claimed that the bill put forward by House Republicans would cut Medicaid funding, saying that was one of the reasons he was rejecting it. It makes huge cuts in important programs for millions of working and middle-class Americans, programs they count on. According to estimates, the Republican bill would put 21 million people at risk of losing Medicaid, including 2.3 million people here in New York State. Meanwhile, Speaker Kevin McCarthy says that Joe Biden is wasting everyone's time. I don't think a short-term extension does anything. We've got a timetable here. I know the president wasted 97 days. Republican Congressman Ben Klein of Virginia states that House Republicans have done their job. And now the White House has to come to the table and negotiate. The ball is in Biden's court and Chuck Schumer's court. We're waiting to see if they're willing to negotiate. You know, yesterday was just more of the same from President Biden. Unfortunately, it's his way or the highway. We stand ready to negotiate. We are the only body that's passed a bill. And so it's incumbent upon the Senate and the White House to come to the table. Klein goes on to say that many Americans approve of the provisions in Republicans' debt ceiling legislation. The things that we included in the House bill are very popular with 70, 80 percent of the population, work requirements for welfare, clawing back unspent COVID money. These are things that are common sense. So for Biden to say none of it can be in this bill, in contrary to his past statements about negotiating on the debt ceiling, it just doesn't make any sense. So this brinksmanship hurts the markets. It hurts working families. It hurts our ability to negotiate. We really need a fair process with the White House going forward. So that's what we're hoping we get is White House engagement. The federal government is facing a fast approaching deadline that may arrive as early as June 1 to raise the U.S. debt limit above $31.4 trillion. And the Treasury Department's extraordinary measures may not be sufficient to meet all of the nation's financial obligations deeper into the summer. Are consumers getting a break from inflation? Daybreak Insider's Donna Water has taken a look at all of the numbers. 
According to a survey of economists by the data provider FactSet, consumer prices are expected to have risen 0.4% from March to April. That's much faster than the 0.1% increase the previous month. Compared with a year earlier, prices are expected to have jumped 5% in April. That's the same year-over-year increase as in March. If that forecast proves accurate, it would be the first time that annual inflation did not fall after nine months of declines. Donna Water, Washington. An iconic Super Bowl, Rose Bowl, and Grey Cup winning quarterback has died. Daybreak Insider's sports correspondent Gethin Coolbaugh tells us about the death of former Cal QB Joe Cap. Joe Cap, the hard-nosed quarterback who routinely ran into tacklers instead of away from them while leading the Minnesota Vikings to their first Super Bowl and California to its last Rose Bowl, has died. He was 85. Cal confirmed that Cap died on Monday. He had suffered from Alzheimer's disease for the last 15 years and was residing in an assisted living facility, his son J.J. Cap said. The family made plans to send his brain to UC San Francisco researchers for steady of the potential connection between his dementia and hits he took to the head with his punishing playing style. I'm Gethin Coolbaugh. And finally, that person taking your next order at Wendy's may not be a person at all. The fast food chain is now partnering with Google to create an AI chatbot that will take orders in their drive-thru. Brooke DePalma of Yahoo Finance explains how this AI system would work. This is called Wendy's Fresh AI. The first pilot of Wendy's Fresh AI sets launch in June in Columbus, Ohio, near its headquarters in Dublin, Ohio. Now, in addition to that, the company wants you to know that the AI technology has the ability to understand made-to-order requests, which they say includes billions of different combinations. For example, if a customer asks for a large milkshake, this technology will know that they're asking for a frosty. In addition to that, they said that it'll be as natural as interacting with employees, eager to see if customers think so as well. And in this pilot, customers can expect a female voice. De Palma says that with the new technology, Wendy's hopes to improve their customers' experiences. Now, what you also need to know is that Wendy's expects here to improve speed, accuracy, and consistency with this automated technology. And based on this pilot, Wendy's is looking for a few key things. In addition to that drive-through speed, the customer is also taking a closer look at order averages. They hope to see a boost in sales with upselling opportunities that the AI technology will offer, like larger sizes, asking customers perhaps if they want a frosty with their orders, in addition to daily specials. And this comes as drive through remains a key opportunity for Wendy's. About 75 to 80% of Wendy's customers prefer drive through Now, Sean, that's a big jump compared to roughly two-thirds before the COVID-19 pandemic. And Wendy's hoping to be not only a game-changer here, but a leader in AI technology in the drive through And as it turns out, Wendy's isn't the only fast food giant diving into the world of AI. 
We heard McDonald's mention it in their earnings call. But in addition to that, they also teamed up with IBM back in 2021 to further accelerate and to development um, and deployment of their automated voice ordering technology. We've heard some customer feedback about the accuracy of it. A bit of a, a rough start there. Wingstop in March partnered with AI voice startup Converse Now. They're running a pilot where they're, order, uh, they're using voice AI powered virtual, virtual assistants to take customers' phone orders at select locations. We're also seeing Yum! brands using recommended ordering to understand how much food is needed at restaurants. And Chipotle using AI for kitchen management to streamline operations. They also introduced Chippy the robot and what they call an AI kitchen assistant to make chips. Reports say that the new AI technology won't be working alone. There will still be a human Wendy's employee nearby in order to make sure customers are satisfied with their experience. Customers will also be able to speak with a human if the AI can't get their order right. Wendy's has stated that it doesn't plan to replace existing workers with the new technology. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider Podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at daybreakinsider.com. Ongoing coverage of breaking news and commentary at srnnews.com and townhall.com. Thanks for starting your day with us. I'm Mike Scott.